You are Locked On Aggies, your daily podcast on the Texas A&M Aggies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M, and today it's preview day. Here is the fun catch. Every Tuesday, we talk to Jimbo Fisher. We talk about what he said in his press conference. We listen to his quotes. That doesn't happen today because instead, we're going to be able to talk to our offense coordinator, Daryl Dickey, and a few members of the Aggies offense as they prepare for their matchup with the University of North Carolina. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson. I am the host of the show and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to help make this a more quality sounding podcast Monday through Friday, give me a follow, give me a shout out, and I will put it in the repertoire. Secondly, Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things 12th May related content found here on LLP. You can subscribe on iTunes, listen on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen live every single day at LockedOnPodcast.com. So Texas A&M will be entering this upcoming game as a 7.5 point favorite over the University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Those numbers are brought to you by BetOnline.ag. This is a matchup, when you look at A&M, that is probably playing in their favor. Not only because of they will be a team trying to prove to the college ball playoff committee, you messed up by putting us at number four instead of number five, but you also have to look at some of the names who have already opted out for UNC. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about the offensive side of the Tar Heels tomorrow, but today, let's look at the defensive side. The biggest name of all is Chaz Surrett. Surrett was a guy who started his career off at a quarterback, had to move to safety, and then was moved down to middle linebacker and has been nothing but phenomenal for the Tar Heels defense as that leader field general that everyone needs for a defense to be successful. This season, Surrett has made 49 total tackles that made him tied for 30th, six total sacks, one forced fumble, one interception. In two years as the starting linebacker, he totaled 91 total tackles on him by himself, 115 tackles in 2019. He had a forced fumble and a fumble recovery in both years. He also had an interception in both seasons, three pass deflections as well. This is a guy who made a big name for himself the last two years, and a lot of people thought he was going to opt out, especially when his brother opted out at wide receiver. So now you have a guy who really could be a difference maker on AM. But Daryl Dickey has said for their offense, they won't really have to worry about it. That means advantage to AM. Well, we you know, we it's it's kind of part of what's going on in college football right now, but so far our team is intact. Uh, offensively, defensively, special teams. Um, we've got some guys that are trying to, um, you know, nursing some injuries, but we're expecting them to be back. So, you know, uh, going into this game, I think we look like we're going to be, um, you know, at, at full strength and we're going to need to be, we're going to need every uh, able body. And um, that's, that's because that's our style of football here is to, you know, everybody's got to do their job, play their role. And so we need everybody uh, on the field and pulling in the same direction, which we've done uh, this, th- this entire season. And we're going to need to do it again Saturday. That's a huge get for AM. Health is always a concern, but so is players wanting to take that next step. Opting out is something that a lot of people do. I mean, Justin Matabike did it last year, and he did it in a game that really didn't matter. So, in a way, you can understand why people go, oh, well, why would you opt out? It's your final college game. 
That's why. When you look at guys like Jalen Smith and guys like Jake Butt, who played one extra game to try and boost their status, even though they already were probably high-end draft picks, it ended up costing them. And while you can definitely say a guy such as Smith at least rebounded enough in his first four years to earn a second contract, Butt's never had that happen. He's always been locked behind Denver's doors and probably will never have a successful NFL career because of that injury cost him a lot. It cost him more than a first-round pick. It cost him years of rehabilitation. It cost him years of production. And he's never been the same guy. But this is a bowl game where everyone at AM is coming out and saying, listen, we want to show the country why we are the better team. And yeah, AM could win by the 7.5 points. AM could win by... You know, 50 points. Doesn't really matter. They want to show when we are at full strength, this is what you mess with. This is why we need to be considered the rising team in the conference. This is why we are a good program. And that's why I think that you don't see that many opt-outs on the Aggie side. They're all coming together to show this is why we deserve to be that number one team. And not number one, at least in that top four conversation. Then, of course, Dickie wanted to talk about Kellen Mond. And you have to really think about this. Mond is a guy who's just been around the program for a while, and Dickie's been around the program for a while. So he's had time to watch Mond take steps forward, steps back, and ultimately break nearly every quarterback record in Aggies history. Well, he's probably, um, you know, one of my favorite guys I've ever been involved in coaching with. Uh, You know, Coach Fisher, our head coach, also... Uh, handles the quarterbacks. We've got about four or five guys around here that are also quarterback coaches, including myself and Kellen's smarter than all of us. Uh, him and Coach Fisher are on a different level. But uh, just to see um, the improvement that he's made um, in his football game, his maturity level, his leadership level um, from – from the day one that we got here uh, until this now, uh, you know, ending with a, a New Year's Six Bowl is just, you know, he, he's been kind of like the, the the face of the program as far as how we've improved and, and the direction we're heading. And, and I can say this, um, he's been well coached by the head coach, by the rest of us. But he's also spent some time off the field on his own. He is as well prepared a young man as I've ever been associated with. He spends time watching film on his own. He knows the the players' strengths and weaknesses from the opponent. He knows our entire offense. He sees things happening on the field uh, and comes to the sideline and talks about it. Um, that wasn't always true the first year, you know, which uh, year one with us, um, he had a, a, a really super year with some um, – uh, some fantastic games and um, um, but still had some you know young younger guy mistakes uh, this year some of the things that, that you don't necessarily see we've only had eight turnovers this year um, which is tremendous when you spread the ball around and do as many things as we do and four of those came in the first game so you know that begins with the quarterback he's taking care of the ball which is very important our red zone and third down offenses, uh, those numbers have been, you know, pretty high at one point this season. I think in uh, third down, we were number one in the nation, and then we had an off game. But a lot of that goes right through the quarterback. So Kellen's uh, progress, his um, improvement, 
um, is, is, has been one of the most remarkable things I've been associated with in coaching because, you know, when we got here, he had played in a totally different system. Um, a lot of people labeled him a kind of a runaround guy and he's developed into a true pocket do everything quarterback that can also extend plays what you're seeing in the NFL a lot more guys that can stand in the pocket throw the ball make all the checks make all the reads and still be able to to move around and make plays with his feet so it's it's been um it's been really impressive to watch it's been fun to be a part of hope to finish it off the right way Saturday and um, as I said before, our team is, a, you know, he is kind of a reflection of how our team has progressed. Uh, unselfish guys that just want to win and do their job and do their role. Kellen just has to ha- just happens to have an extremely important role in our offense. Not only is that true, but I brought this up actually on yesterday's podcast. You look at Kellen Mond this year, overall, his numbers aren't as good. Now, part of that is due to, you know, a normal season ahead. But let's just say because of, you know, no COVID, there is a 13-game season, he would have better numbers. But he finishes with a higher completion percentage than last year by two points. His throw ratio goes up almost a full yard. He has less turnovers by a third. And, you know, Dickey said it himself. Four turnovers in the first game for the rest of the season. That's not a bad deal. And part of that was Mon interception and he had two he had two more interceptions on the year after that. 3 total. Now 19 touchdowns is definitely not what you want for a guy who's been in a system for years and years and years and his best year of course came in 2018, the first year in the system, over 3000 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um but the sack total is the big thing. It's gone down each year. And that's where I think Dickey means that he has been much like the program. And that's where I think he actually is better. Mond himself can, well, probably never say it, but if you look back at the sack total from years past, 34, 33, and then this year, four. Four sacks allowed by this offensive line. Part of that shows that not only was the offensive line, you know, not the biggest problem, But Kellen Mond has gotten better at looking past his first read, better at extending plays, better at getting the ball out quicker, and stepping up in the pocket to make a good throw. All those things he did not have last year. So while the numbers were better, Kellen wasn't. You want a quarterback who can do a little bit of everything. Again, mobility is so big in today's NFL realm. But... Let's look at the facts. Mond has taken less sacks and the offensive line has allowed less pressures in uh, 2020 than they did in any other year in the Jimbo Fisher era. Any other year in Mond's era. That's partially due to the offensive line being better. That's partially due to a quarterback being better. Every single time we talk quarterbacks, everyone talks about Patrick Mahomes because he can throw 50 touchdowns a year. How about the guy who takes less sacks with a bad offensive line? How about a guy who does more with less than anyone else out there? Aaron Rodgers has one weapon in Devontae Adams. Everyone else, they can be replaced in a heartbeat. He's the MVP. Mon this year may not be the number one SEC quarterback. But everyone's going to probably just go stats. Well, you know, this person threw this many touchdowns. 
How many interceptions did he throw? What was the average length of the throw? How many times was he good on third down? What was the conversion rate when they need to go for it on short? How many wins did he pick up? How many times did he evade pressure when he could have taken a sack? How many times did he throw a ball out of bounds instead of trying to force something and possibly leading to a turnover? That's why Kellen Mond is better. And that's why I think Kellen Mond actually will be very much liked by teams who are hoping to see him shine down a mobile at the Senior Bowl. The college football season is winding down. We got the New Year's Six Bowl games coming up. And on top of that, we also have the end of the NFL regular season. That means the playoff picture is getting clearer. And we also know who's going to be playing who. That's why bets are going to be at an all-time high. And there's one place that has you covered. And the one place we trust here at Locked on Aggies. That's betonline.ag. They always have the games of the week. The college football top games. Current headlines in sports. All the actual lines that will help you win money to start your holiday season off right. Sign up today and get a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On for 50% off your welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action and start earning yourself some holiday to start 2021 off on the right foot. Go to betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On to receive 50% off a welcome bonus with your first deposits. And make sure to visit them on social media at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag, the perfect online sportsbooks experts. Locked On Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back in action talking all things Texas A&M. Betting on the college football playoffs in the New Year's Six games doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bex podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make you the smartest answers with possible wagers. Subscribe on Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasting. And while you're at it, why not listen to a college football podcast? We have over two dozen here on the show with Locked On Bama, Locked On Clemson, Locked On Ohio State, and Locked On Irish to get you ready for the college football playoff. Plus, check out every Monday with Candace Cooper reacting to the college football playoff series at Locked On College Football. So one thing that I've noticed people talking a lot about is A&M being the number five team. Sometimes number five means first loser because you're the first team out of the college football playoff selection. Now, the crazy thing is, since the college football playoff selection committee has been around, there has been some concerns with whoever does get the number five seed. When the college football playoff season began in 2014, that would mean the 2015 school, that was Baylor who just missed the cut. It was, you know, Alabama, Oregon, Florida State, and Ohio State who got in. Baylor was the number five seed that year. They lost in the Cotton Bowl to Michigan State 42-41. The next year, it was Stanford. I mean, it was uh, Iowa. Iowa just missed out in 2015. They got crushed by Stanford 45-16 in the Rose Bowl. The year after that, it was Penn State. Penn State looked like a really good team. They barely missed the cut with Washington getting the nod over them and Ohio State because they won the Big Ten Championship got the knot. So they went on to play in the Rose Bowl and they lost in brutal fashion to Sam Darnold and USC. The year after that, it was Georgia. Georgia was a team that everyone thought was going to have a very good shot to get it into the college ball playoff with their record. They lost to Alabama 35-28 in the SEC Championship and they went on to play in the Sugar Bowl. 
they seemed very disinterested because they were really a game away and people thought that they should have been in over the likes of, I believe that year was Notre Dame. Yeah, I think it was Notre Dame. Everyone was like overreacting Notre Dame. Well, they lost Texas with Sam Ellinger. We're back. And they got beat out in the Sugar Bowl. And then last season, Georgia realized, okay, well, this really stinks. You know, winning all the way to lose out. Not go to the college football playoff. Let's at least play smart. So they went to the Sugar Bowl again, and they got a 26-14 over the then 7th-ranked Baylor Bears. 2-4 and four is the record for teams who have played as the number 5 seed. The good news is, is that Dickey says the team is not thinking of it that way. Instead, they're trying to show why they deserve to be higher than the number 5 seed group of kids loves the game of football and yeah we've all been through a, a a very different season a different year just as everybody in the world has been but you know we have to also look back and think there was a point in time where we might we were thinking we might not even get to play football so i think these kids have enjoyed this season now, it has been long, and, and we've had to grind through it, and, and we have to push them through, through the practices, but there's, no, uh, there's nothing that's shown me any indication other than this football team's going to uh, continue to practice this week, pointing towards Saturday, and go out and, and, and have, have a lot of fun playing a great football game against a great, a great opponent. So uh, I think we'll be ready. Everything shows that we will. Uh, and I think everything shows that these guys are excited about playing in one of the, you know, traditional uh, big time bowl games that college football has to offer. That's why I think that most of these players are actually playing in it. And you actually hear a quote from Carson Green in a minute about why this team is actually excited to be playing in this bowl game. It's not like they're playing in the Texas Bowl. I'd get players opting out for that one. I'd get players who know that they're going to go to the NFL. They're going to call it a career. That's fine. I even get names like, you know, like Kyle Pitts for Florida. There's no reason for him to play anymore. He's going to be a top 15 pick. Every other team needs to play. Every other player on AM needs to play because there's not right now a first-round pick. I've talked to scouts. AM is a lot of good players. No great player who's coming out this year or would come out this year. So they all want to play to probably boost their stock, but they also want to play for a little bit more than that. When you break it down, AM just is a team that needs to show the committee you messed up. But it's also they want to show themselves we don't need their opinion. We need to come out here and be the best version of ourselves game in and game out. If we finish the year off with eight straight wins, we might be the only team that does that. Alabama maybe is going to lose. They, you know, they're ten and zero, but they may lose a game. They wouldn't would have won. Yeah, they would have won eight straight. But you get my point. They are a team that found their rhythm after losing to a team that likely is going to be host, hoisting another national title. That's just it. We know what it is, and that's okay. A and M is here to show the college football playoff committee and show the college football playoff realm. You done messed up. We're here, we're proud of it, and we are not going down without a fight. So, let's just picture this for a quick second. You stay up late watching a college football game, you know, with all the bowl games happening right now, and you have to get up for work the next morning. You're so tired, you don't know how you can, and you have to break through that wall. That could be a mental wall, a physical wall, but you have to break through it. 
That's why I recommend if you can't do it by yourself, do it with Built Go for the great people of Built Bar. It's an easy 1.5-ounce pocket that you can put inside your briefcase to stay focused during presentations, helps you go on the run, and if you are playing golf or working out, it gives you that boost to finish your workout or your golf game on the right swing. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market because it's like a 5-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it feels better for your body. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast-absorbing, so it gets in the system faster, plus it's easier on the stomach than acidic drinks. With beta-alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine, it's actually got the same amount of caffeine as a monster energy drink, but it's less fattening for you. Plus, they come in three different flavors, and collagen protein helps promote joint, soft tissue, body health, and mental health. Guess what? It makes you look better. That's why I have the face for radio. Go visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Start your day off right and break through your mental wall at BuiltGo from BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson talking all things Texas AM. Guys, make sure you're following the podcast on social media and on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast in the system. And while you're at it, why not listen to the Peacock and Williamson show? NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson hosts Locked On Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every game, teams, moves, and every single pick preview, and much, much more every single weekday. Get part of the Locked On Podcast Network's William and Peacock show wherever you get your podcast listening systems. I think one thing you can really say about Texas A&M and these players more than anything else is camaraderie. Now, that word is sometimes overused. That word is sometimes overplayed. But I think what it really means is it just means more. The saying in the SEC always has been it just means more. People always come flock back to their home colleges. They fly in every single Saturday. Streets are busy, loaded. Takes four hours for you to leave a mile outside of the area. But you don't really care because you're on campus. You're seeing a game happen live. You're watching your team have a shot to make history. You see the top recruits every single year come to the program. And not just to the Alabamas, to the Auburns, to the A&Ms, to the LSUs. Every once in a while, you'll see a crazy one, like a Missouri, like a Kentucky. And that is what makes it so much more. That's the key word, more. And when you look at the camaraderie of these players, they just know this means more to them. A statement win. A top 15 win. They have won on the year of a top 15 win. It's Florida. And if you had two, you probably could make an argument that they would have gotten a shot to go to the college football playoff. But a win over an Auburn team that finished unranked, a win over an LSU team that finished unranked, a win over, uh, you know, a Mississippi State team that was probably a little overhyped, they don't count. And they don't really do much to your system. So while A&M's schedule was difficult because the SEC West in general is difficult, they needed a big-time win. That's why I think guys like Carson Green and what he says here makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know, the whole opt-out thing, you know, everyone can make it what you want. Like, you know, I don't think anybody on our team is going to quit on our team like that. Uh, you know, like, we've been battling it out. The whole 2020 season definitely got really close as a, as like a, just a team as a whole because there's been a lot of stuff going on. 
uh, you know, you kind of got to give it up for everybody just sticking with each other, even like through the, like kind of the thickness and like kind of the rough times about, you know, two weeks off here and there, you know, you had COVID, people get quarantined. Everyone just knew that they just wanted to keep playing. So, you know, I think it's one of those things too, we owe to Texas A&M to play it out, you know, you know, uh, coach Fisher might not have recruited me, but I owe a lot of someone just let me come here and let me play. And I owe a lot to A&M to finish out my part of the contract and play out all my games since they're, are providing like a scholarship and letting me play here. That's a big deal. I mean, don't get me wrong. I completely understand when people go to the NFL. But if you are a player who knows either your career is done, you know that this could be the final time, you may go to the NFL draft, you may get a shot. Nobody knows. I, I like Nobody knows what's going to happen with a lot of these players. And especially with these opt-out players that we didn't get to see any film on this year, that may have hurt their stock. That may have helped their stock. A guy like Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons, linebacker one and wide receiver technically one still, you don't really need to see much to know they're going to be good. But guys like Carson need a good game. But what I love about this is he still says, I owe it to Kevin someone. And I owe it to AM. Without these guys giving me an opportunity to better my career, build something off of it, Potentially even become a all-pro, you know, tackle at the next level. Let me get game film so I could possibly live out my dream as an NFL player. I don't know where I would be. To the fans who sat in the crowds, cheering us on at the midnight yell. The fans who made sure that we knew every single game day on Saturday, whether we were in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, or at home at Kyle Field, or in the Plains of Auburn, even in 2020, they were here cheering us on. They knew, wanted us to know they were right here alongside us the entire way. That's why these players are playing. 2020 has just been a really bad year for everyone. But for AM fans, it's also been a really testing year. You know, you had a lot of good players opt out, and nobody really gave you a shot after Alabama. So you close out the year on a right note. That means closing out the year on a right note. Finish what you started. That's why AM has players coming back to make sure that they are there to hoist the Orange Bowl trophy when they win on Saturday. That's good for this edition of Locked On Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked On Aggies. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your local podcast listening systems. On tomorrow's show, let's look at the defense. Mike Elko talked a little bit about his future with the program and also several defensive names made statements of what they believe they can do to contain Sam Howell. We'll be discussing all that and much, much more tomorrow. See you then. And remember, you're good, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies. Presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.